no more lazy swans, the sand pickers had enough. No nail grows yet, all toes now green. Both eyes blank screens, eyeballs on pig, robot here gone. Bringing silence back again, made a tick tick a shiver, and left some stiffness, a kick limb, a limp use of Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Turn of the Tables. My name's Sasha. Turn of the Tables. Oh my god, it's been freaking forever. My name's Logan, sorry. It's been I too kinda... long since we've recorded. Yeah, seriously. And uh hey, I got a I got a better microphone, so now I don't sound like a doo-doo. Yay! So we good. fixed it from the update episode just like we promised. Yep, I got a new microphone. Best. I literally dropped five hundred dollars on it, guys. I have no money left. Uh, please donate to the Patreon for Logan's cause. <laughs> please donate to the Patreon, please. <laughs> Actually, don't because we don't have it set up. But anyways, hi, welcome back to Turn of the Tables. I just want to ask how everyone's doing. You know, I know you guys can't talk to us, but you know, if you're out there, uh, say to your say to your uh, listening device how you're feeling right now. Just, <laughs> just let it out. You know. Well, what uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Mm, we we teased it a little bit uh, a couple days ago, but today we are talking about Hellfire by Black Midi. Yes, Big we're talking surprise. about Hellfire by Black Midi. This One, is the third full-length studio album from Black Midi. Third? I didn't know that. <laughs> the Post-rock. Full- yeah. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, it's fine. I, I, I don't mind. <laughs> uh you know post-rock experimental rock band black midi so very excited to talk about this new record i need to stop checking discord and just focus on this yeah you're you're addicted i'm I'm chronically online listen man i've got a server to attend to that's fair 500 members if you guys are interested then join the wow you're you're gonna plug that you're gonna plug that of course i'm gonna plug that here join join the broken record on discord best music server it is pretty good you guys should join him honestly whoever's listening you should uh put everything down right now and, and go and join it so we've been recording for about two minutes and we have not talked about the music even once so (laughs) hey it's a podcast it's free flowing we can say whatever we want you're right whatever so um, I, I don't really yeah. have much history with this band other than Logan sending me a song of theirs. Uh, what was it called? It was off their second studio album. John 50. John, John, John L. L. John L. It, yeah, it was John the song L. John L off of, I think, their previous record. I wouldn't even know. Yeah, Cavalcade. Cavalcade was their last record. Uh, and it was Very some good. of the most satanic shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I wanted to talk about I had I had the pleasure of seeing Black Midi live recently, and that was mm. awesome. I have not gone to a live show in so long. It makes yeah, me very it was, sad. It was Black Country New Road and Black Midi both. It was fucking awesome. Um... But yeah, they were very good live. It was in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. And uh, they said Tucson, and everyone <laughs> laughed. <laughs> is it spelled with a C? British, and they don't know how to say. And they might, they may have said it as a joke. I don't know. They, uh, they could have been. What's up, with Tucson? Buddy, All right. So, um, I guess Black Midi. Yeah, they're they're an English rock band. They're experimental. They grew out of the. Uh, the scene in England right now that, you know, with other bands like, you know, Black Country New Road and, and Squid and all these other groups that are kind of, you know, experimenting with post-punk. They're, stuff, they're kind of so. popping up all over the place recently. Yeah, it's definitely becoming like, it, it's weird how much of a scene there is. And you know England us with right Black, uh, Black Country New Road. We fucking love them. Yeah, 
We fucking love that band. I'm I love that so band. sad that the vocalist left. They had my favorite record of last year, so yeah, by far. All right. Well, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk. Oh, about actually, it. can I say one more thing? Sure. Go for it. Okay. Um. So these next couple episodes. So we're gonna. I feel like we're just gonna kind of go through the ones that we missed in 2022. Yeah. Because... It, d- consider this update because there's not really anything interesting coming out like recently. So yeah, we're, we're kind of going over stuff from 2022. If we run out of stuff uh, to talk about, we might jump into some of the giz from last year, but I'd like to try and steer towards other bands. You know, we, we, we this is yeah. a gizzard podcast. This is a music. Yeah, exactly. Podcast. But we're just going to go through our favorites of 2022 because we didn't talk about any. And like Sasha said, there's nothing good coming out right now. I, well, I will tell true. you though. Giz- there's, gizzard there's nothing is I'm on interested. the list. Gizzard is on the list. Gizzard is on the list. That is, this is true. All right. Well, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, let's jump right into Hellfire. There's always something. I don't twitch, hearing loss, a ringing noise, new flesh, a new bump, a weightless Hellfire, the opener. The awesome, sick opener that's like a minute long. <laughs> Honestly, it's a little fucking jarring. Like it you is, start it up is. and it goes. Burr. <laughs> it is like musical whiplash for sure. It's it's not how many people would open an album. I'll say that much. But no, uh, not at all. It it just throws you right into the frying pan. It's like the perfect essence of what the record is. Like it's just like it is pure chaos, and I love it. Mm. Um, the the band doesn't waste any time in just throwing you right into it. Um, um I th- I fucking hated this song the first time I heard it. <laughs> it is it was it, i hated it it was bad definitely it, it shocked me more than anything when i first heard it i was like huh because i was so used to like cavalcade and their older stuff because you can't like, you can't hate anything well i'm messing no. with you i was gonna say i hate a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this track's great um it grew on me over time it is very short obviously it's an intro track yes but uh, yeah, like I said, it sets up the record really nicely. I well, love it. It's not terribly short. It's about like a minute and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it, it, it's we consider like, it a song. Yeah. Uh, unlike Black Country New Road, where their intro song was like literally thirty seconds long, which is why we didn't cover it at all. This one actually like has some depth to it, and I actually have something yeah. to say about it beyond just more like, hey, it's a good intro to the album. Which it's very it, it like not. It, it's th- this is probably like the least accessible song on the album, and. Uh, I think it's unfortunate that it's the opener due to that reason. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll disagree with you on this one. Honestly, I think it's a great opener. I think I, I think I, it's I a think... good opener for like people who enjoy like th- th- like if you have the acquired taste. But I was really turned away from this album when you first sent it to me, specifically because of the first song because <laughs> it was just so jarring. <laughs> no, gen- genuinely, genuinely. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that I can see that. I can see that. This is one of the. This is a track that uh, you know the band lives up to its name on this one. It does sound like Black Midi a little mm-hmm. bit, and like actual Black Midi. If you, if the listeners here, uh, booted up the podcast and heard Hellfire probably just a little while ago, uh, and hated it, uh, please stay tuned, so to speak, because it, the rest of it is very good. It's 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 a great album. It is. It's great. Um, but yeah, I, I actually like the piano slamming on this track. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's fun. And it returns um, later too. 
the vocalist also uh, spits some bars on this track. The vocalist? Okay. It, it's a kind of a weird comparison, but the vocalist reminds me of Ren from Ren and Stimpy. It, more so <laughs> in the, uh, I'd say, vocal inflections rather than uh, the actual tone of the voice. Yeah. I, I See, I can't hear it, but you're, you're insistent on it. I, I don't know. Why? I just hear it. <laughs> but uh he's like he's almost rapping on this track it's really interesting it's like yeah. spoken word but it's a little aggressive it's very hard to explain i guess um but yeah this is one of those tracks that you honestly just have to hear because i have a really hard time explaining it <laughs> um i think that's a good segue into the next song yes oh my gosh mm, this next one's a banger uh sugar zoo Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the sporting events of the year? To the thousands in attendance and to the millions watching around the world, let's see some thunder! Sugar Zoo, this track fucking slaps. Beautiful opening. Yes. I, I love the kind of like sports announcer, like the ding, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready yeah. for the sporting event of the year? Yes, it's very, it is very, this track's very grandiose. It's, it's large. Grandiose. It's larger than life almost. It's, um, it's larger than that yeah, album I, itself. I love the, yeah, the, op- I agree with you. The opener's awesome. It's like you're literally sitting in a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. It kicks ass. Honestly, like um, with noise canceling uh, headphones. Uh, it, it just feels so surreal. It's really hard to explain. It's just very cool. Yeah. And then immediately kind of goes into this more chill kind of tone, not somber, just chill. It's almost like a, like a jazzy kind of like, yeah, like, I, I guess like a forties type. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. I guess like a, like a ballroom or something <laughs> like it's and, very, and then it like completely fucking switches it up. Oh Yeah. It goes it, into these. It just explodes with <laughs> these insane guitar arpeggios that are fucking awesome. They're so they're so fast, and you're like sitting there wondering, like, how does anybody play this on guitar? Honestly, like, I feel like <laughs> uh, I feel like I've praised this before in other tracks. Uh, I think it was Black Country New Road that episode. I was talking about how much I love the way songs are structured, like uh, specifically this one. The opening, uh, the chill kind of jazz, then it goes into the hectic, uh, then it goes mm-hmm. into the vocals, which I really, I love the vocals on this track. Oh, they're great. It's same, yeah. same vocalist as the first song, which that will be relevant when we get to the next song. There is a different vocalist. Yeah. It, his vocals are kind of an acquired taste, but they were with this style of music. I, I agree. Think. I think if he tried to do anything else, and he's British, like he's out of this zone, it would not work. But I think with this whole post-punk kind of thing, it definitely works for sure. Yeah. It, um. Yeah. But uh, I love the story works. on this track. Um, I don't uh, know if you. I'll admit I did not look into the lyrics too much. I was more concerned about how it sounded because, uh, brain hear music and it go. Mm. <laughs> that's all right i was planning on being I, th- I think i'll be the lyrics guy for you're, this, you're for the lyric you're but, the lyrics i'm the music theorist i mean i love the instrumentation too but basically the lyrics are about a boxing match in the future where um a, a supposed child uh assassinates the boxer sun sugar it's a it's a fight between the boxers sun sugar and sun Tzu. 
and um, the the child assassinates Sun Sugar to gain recognition in media, and uh, it's just it's a very good little social commentary about uh, you know our current world. I don't want to get political, <laughs> but I'm just gonna say that much. And I gotta admit, uh, the despite how hellish this album is, it is oddly cohesive. Oh, totally. Like yeah, it, and, and, each of the songs fade into each other perfectly. And I kind of first few times I kind of had a f- hard time uh, knowing where each song started and ended. Oh, yeah. And, and even within a track, I mean, within the track, there are so many switch ups. Like, yeah, it's so versatile. You, you could insane. be listening to an entirely different song like an hour later and you're not even sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane how the band manages to kind of segue into these different sections within the same song and make it sound like especially with different musical styles and vocalists yeah like even after the arpeggio section there's this really cool like kind of spacey um almost ambient section where it's just the lyrics and it kind of like you know gets the story out a little bit like the album kind of has to let itself breathe Mm -hmm. but uh that, that part in the song works so well towards the end and um Obviously, the outro to this track is so fucking awesome. It's just like this huge rush of energy towards the end. There's yes. horns. There's like, it just sounds like the whole track is screaming. It, it definitely it's, sounds like yeah. uh, Sun Tzu's final stand. Yeah. And we can't talk about the song without talking about the percussion, which is also insane. Mm. It kind of fucking um, carries it, to be honest. I think the drummer's name is Morgan Simpson. He's pretty insane, for sure. Um, It's just like these these... Don't you mean really Homa? cool? Homa These really cool fills and stuff. Sorry, hold on. I have to turn yeah. my fan on. Um, You're fine. Yeah, Hot these really cool fills and just like this really technical stuff. Like some of the stuff he pulls off, you're like, wow, that is insane. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. But yeah. Um, I think it's time to go on to my favorite track Eat Men Eat. <laughs> Wow, this is so funny because this is my least favorite track on the album. Help yourself to whiskey, <laughs> onions, and cheese. Onions, it's actually okay, it's chilies. I know everyone, it's chilies. I know but it sounds it's like funny. Cheese. It's funny how everyone thought it was cheese. I I thought it was cheese too. Well, that, that's what it sounds like. It, like okay, no, it so does. so this totally track does. is about like a pirate crew, kind of, kind. Yep. This this is one of the stories on the album that I kind of have a hard time understanding because I. I get what they're going for, but you kind of have to read between the lines. It, and... It's kind of like the cat, like I, at some point the, the guy says captain's food got me sick. Yeah. And, oh, mm-hmm. so sleepy. Oh, so sleepy. So basically it's this captain captain that's like poisoning them with like this food or it's like some sort of possessive thing. Like he's feeding them these things to like, he's like, you fucking idiots. You haven't seen the last of me yet. <laughs> he's, he's this off the wall, crazy guy. Um, they, they say a different word, but yeah, they say a different word. I'm, I'm I'm warning you guys. They do say we're we're not going to review PG thirteen albums like babies. Yeah, but in the context of the song, the word makes sense. It may be offensive to a lot of people, it, but I in, mean, in the context of like the time period in which the song is being written about, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. a pirate captain would absolutely say something like that. Oh, totally. 
Um, but yeah, this this track is um, much more acoustic than the first one. Uh, we haven't it even almost... talked about how it sounds Latin American. It, it has yeah, a very Spanish say, sound to it. We, we just jumped right into the lyrics <laughs> and we're just like, ah, fuck how it sounds. Nobody well, because this is one of the few tracks I actually like looked at the lyrics for because I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it sounds very, you're right, it does have a very kind of Latin American kind of thing going on. Uh, if you guys are um, nerds and know what video games are, uh, it sounds a lot like uh, the Gerudo Valley soundtrack from uh, Super Smash Brothers. That is true. L- little because... underground indie game not many people know about. <laughs> Nobody plays that game. <laughs> um, yeah, this one's great. I-, I like it. It's not my favorite, but I do really like the the shift in the album. And this it is the starts... alternative vocalist as well. Yeah, it kind of starts off... Oh, yeah. It kind of starts off very... Um... Like the album starts off very intense and then it kind of starts to mellow out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that this track is sort of placed here in the record because it's tasty. it is oh. it is more mellow and it kind of chills the album out a little bit. It, it um, tastes like a dried pepper. It's delicious. I love it. Yeah, this. a little bit. Yeah, the horns are great on this one. The acoustic guitar is is really, it's a really nice touch, I think. It's a really... And of course, uh, because really it's like it. uh, Black Country, or sorry... Uh, Black Midi. <laughs> Sorry, similar names. Uh, of course, because it's Black Midi, they need hellish demonic screaming at the end. Yep. Yep. There's uh, this. Well, we should like we should probably go through the track in order a little bit. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. It, I don't want to jump right to the end. No, I don't care. All right. You know what? Fuck you. Uh, podcast over, guys. No, <laughs> that's it. Um. What? No. The the track ends with hellish demonic screaming. No, it does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's what you were saying, and I agree. But um, I think this this track, again, is very versatile. It goes through this little kind of almost like angelic It's very dynamic. Towards the end. Yeah. We love uh, the word dynamic. Yeah, well, this album is very dynamic, and the tracks within the album are also very dynamic. Dynamic is a dynamic Um, word. But yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of... um, it's just refreshing. I think it's, it's just, I think his name's Cameron uh, Picton's vocals. I'm not a huge fan of his vocals on this track. I, I just don't think he sounds very comfortable with it. It, it sounds a little awkward. Um, I don't know. It, I, I feel like it's vocal. one of the more accessible tracks. It is one of the more accessible tracks, yeah. But his vocals do match. Like, like there's a track later in the record where his vocals are much better because it feels like he's a bit more comfortable with it. Yeah. Like with, with what the track sounds like this one, it sounds like he's kind of trying to force something a little bit. I don't want that to sound like mean or anything. Mm, I think you're just fucking dumb, but uh, (laughs) there's a lot of secondary percussion (laughs) on this track. That's really cool as well. There's like a lot of, there's so many layers to every single song. It is. It's kind of hard to go over it all. It sounds like maracas or something, or like, it's just, it's like a little, this track's jangly. It's jangly. It's just and Latin American. It's, very, it's vibrant. It's full of life. I love. I love this track. Drink. It's my favorite song. Eat many. Yeah. Every, everyone eat up. My only complaint about this track is the vocals. Honestly, I really love everything else about it. And it transitions from demonic hell screaming to actual hell with the song "Welcome to Hell." Uh, I was saying, should we give um, like scores for the tracks? So no, far? we'll go, we'll give them after. We'll give scores okay. after. That's how yeah, we've always done it. Yeah. 
Welcome to this Hell. Was, um, for those of you who don't know, this was the lead single from this album. Uh, for those of you who don't um, know, this is how we're going to be greeting everyone who joins the official Turn of the Tables Discord server. Yep. Welcome to Hell, guys. Welcome to Hell. You'll never escape. No, nope. once you're there, you it, it, it just microtransactions five bucks out of your wallet every month. Sorry. Yeah. No, but this was the lead single off this <laughs> album, and um, it sounds like my, my first thing. The first thing I have to say is it sounds like Primus. <laughs> um. Yes, it d- very much does. But I think the op- the opener to it, uh, specifically the drums, that's what they're called. Yeah. So- sounds like the opening to Love Shack by the B fifty twos. I think that was the yeah I see that where it goes like it also the drums kind of actually fit the track the drums at the beginning because this this song is about a soldier and it sounds like a little kind of marching beat towards the beginning and it kind of gets you into the track yeah but it has this very primacy it's not a bass it's like a guitar but it's so it's so primacy it's it's so wonky it's so like it's the primacy it's so off kiltering that it's like just pure Primus energy. And I say that in the most loving way, Polly. Like, yeah, I just love gloss over that, that joke. I love Primus. So that's not, that's not an insult. <laughs> <laughs> the vocalist really yeah. does sound like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. I can't get over it. I, I can't. I know, I know, I know you don't. I, I just hear don't it think yourself. he sounds like that. <laughs> I just hear it. I just feel it in my soul. Um, but yeah, this, this track, um, if I can get into the lyrics a little bit, um, is about a sort of um, sergeant talking to a private and uh, it's like the last day before they ship off for war so he's basically telling the private to enjoy himself and forget everything and you know have sex or whatever and uh, it turns out the private has PTSD and then the sergeant gets like really upset and uh, yeah it's, it's pretty intense it's a pretty, it's a pretty intense track lyrically anyway um well yeah sorry i kind of i kind of cut you off i feel like no, you're all good yeah you're all good I was, I was updating my discord settings that way that sound wouldn't happen again and i have to edit it out again oh i see mm-hmm. the, um, those in the live audience by the way this is our first episode with an actual live audience this is true just this is very quick much true. i hate them all i fucking hate you guys <laughs> Yeah, but uh, is there anything you want to say about Welcome to Hell, like kind of the beginning of the track? Is there anything you want to add? Um, not really about the beginning, but uh, I in my notes it says, sounds like you ran a guitar through piss. <laughs> I remember you writing that down and me being like <laughs> very confused by exactly what that meant. Yeah, you were just like, don't fucking put that. <laughs> I just didn't know <laughs> what, what exactly do you mean. It, it sounds, sounds like, like, like okay, you you know how there's guitar pedals, right? Well, yes, yes. Imagine Nowhere. a guitar pedal, but instead of like diodes and shit on the inside, it's a like jar of piss. Okay. And that's, the sound yes, is transmitted through the piss. You know, I, I feel like automatically I totally understand. See? <laughs> See? It makes sense, doesn't it? Someone make um, the piss pedal. Yeah. Um... I really love, yeah, like I said, I love the lyrics. Um, the strings and horns on this are fucking awesome. Yes. They, uh, it sounds like, I, I said in my notes, it sounds like a uh, like a James Bond film. Like something that would be made for a James Bond film. Except I just for don't like, feel it. I just don't hear it. I mean, it. it's 
it's a little too experimental for a James Bond film, but just the highs of the track are very grand and like Oh, ex- experimental is the theme here. Experimental okay. is this album. It is. It is very experimental. It's honestly hard to describe some of it. It's uh it's very vibrant. It's very sporadic, I guess. Um but yeah, this track has insane highs, like the the strings and the horns like rising and Oh, it's so awesome. I love the the build on this song. It's very good. Very sexy, delicious. Um and then of course there's the the breakdown towards the end of the track where the where the sergeant is uh starting to go off on the private and mm-hmm. he's like really screaming in his face. This is a track like, I don't really have a lot to talk about. I really? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I ra- I rated it all right, which you guys will hear about later, but I don't I don't know. The I, I feel like I've talked about everything I need to talk about it. Like, uh, the, there was a cool bridge in it. Sounds a lot like Primus, uh, the B 50, the, the love shack thing, guitar through piss. Uh, the out, the, I forgot to say the outro is very bouncy. It's very, just like, uh, maybe, maybe not upbeat per se. Maybe that's not the right word, but it's bouncy. It's very like the outro feels like punk, like punky to me. Punk. Um, it's very raw. It's in your face. It's daft. Um, but yeah, I love the I love the vocals towards the end of the track. They get really intense. Um, yeah, I, said, I literally said like punk outro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it sounds very punk. The outro does. I said and, bouncy um, outro. Yeah, but it, uh, this this song is really awesome, and also uh, it's it's again it's a great social commentary about you know war and PTSD and you know Indeed. how people suck. <laughs> I guess. I'll talk suck. about the album's themes at the end, but that's kind of. How I think, anyway. Um, there's yeah. also George Patton reference in here. For for those of you who don't know, uh, World War II general George Patton slapped soldiers. <laughs> Shout out to George Patton. I'm just it's <laughs> pertinent to the record. Um, he it's slapped a soldier that had PTSD and he got in huge trouble for it. And the sergeant also does that to Private in this song, so it's kind of like no mental illness, it. idiot. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's relaying it back to the real world. Yeah, uh, exactly. kind of tying it back into the real world a little bit, which is unfortunate. Song. It is unfortunate, um, but yeah, I, uh, I love this song. As soon as I heard the song, because it was the lead single, I immediately fell in love with it. So yeah, yeah, I really love this one. Well, uh, moving on to the next song, uh, another one of my personal favorites. Still, I so long. The only like the more mellow songs on this album maybe i'm just more of a fan of mellow tracks okay i just love tapped my mic sorry love tap love tap (laughs) um yeah this one is uh the the track is still for those of you didn't catch it i guess Um, it's still pretty good (laughs) oh oh, you're so funny i am you're so right (laughs) i hope my audio is nice and creamy it's not oh um, immediately the song has country it's vibes. Not. <laughs> it's not. The song sounds like you're riding a horse in like the Great Plains or something. It sounds like beach music to me. Like like really? night, like uh, late evening beach music. That's interesting because it honestly sounds like you're in the middle of the country. Like you're just like I disagree. You have a, it, it gives you have me like a, listen. The song <laughs> is very liquid. It gives me a liquid water vibe. That's fair. Beach I, music. I, I, 
I see that. Again, um, this is another track that has a very Latin American sound. I don't know if that's uh, just a thing that just goes along with the alternative vo- vocalist, but this is also the what? What was his name? Patrick. Uh, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name's Cameron. 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 I, think I, I was so Cameron close. Pinkton. Cameron. Pinkton. Pinkton. That's why I was thinking Patrick. And then the lead vocalist's name is Jordy Greep. So. Jordy. Jordy Greep. Wow. Yeah, if it's, what it a fits name. his voice. Trust me, if you hear his voice, he sounds like a he's, creep. He's creepy. He is creepy. He's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one's great. But, to but me, yeah, can't, can't, I don't know. Cameron's vocals just fit well with the Latin American sound. That's true. The, and this this song has a lot of uh, Latin American kind of. It has a specific well. part that is very mel- like it's it's way slower than the rest of the song. Yeah. And I, I feel like the reason it sounds kind of Latin American is like because it's the acoustic guitar is, is very like kind of classically played. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just kind of like open bar chords and shit or whatever. Like it's very it's it's more technical. It's more technical acoustic playing. It's played less I like Wonderwall and more like a guitarist. Yeah, but I actually really love the vocals on this one, actually. I love um, it, too. Ah, I, I love vocals, this song. The uh, yeah, no, I think the vocals, Sugar Sugar Zoo is still my second favorite, but I, I like this song a lot. Yeah, I think the vocals uh, fit the song really well. I I, yeah, I like his vocals a lot better on this one than I do on uh, Eat Men Eat. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, but yeah, and I said uh, like a refreshing variety of instrumentation on this one. Um, again, it's kind of switching it up a little bit for you know, in favor of some more acoustic kind of classical um, type stuff, but it, they pull it off really well. It's almost like they take classic classical pieces or like a classical piece and then like kind of put their own little spin on it. Yeah. Whereas you can still tell it's black MIDI, but it's also, it sounds a little more like older. It's I guess, their own like kind of creative liberty with the genre. Exactly. Or the sound, yeah. I guess. Would be there's, trust me, there's still a lot of weird black MIDI shit on this song. Like, it's, like it's not, it is not just an acoustic like beachy Night- track. It's <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's um, still nightmarish. Don't worry. Oh yeah, you're here for nightmares. Especially towards the end, where like the instrumentation starts ramping up, and then they start throwing instruments at the wall like all at once, <laughs> and it's just like a big wall of noise. And you're like, that, Whoa. that part where they uh, pick up all the guitars by the strings and start swinging around. <laughs> yeah. That's what it- <laughs> what it sounds like towards the end there's like going there's going fucking ham with it just like um mm. but yeah and then the at the end of the song it kind of starts to uh get really mellow and uh oh my god dude the end of the the last two minutes of the song are they're fucking heaven they are something else like they, you, they you just have to me. experience it for yourself again again turn of the tables should be a recommendation like Go listen yeah. to this album. Yep. Go listen to this one. It's great. Go go listen to every album that we recommend because we only listen to good music. Yeah, and only listen to the albums that we recommend, actually. Only listen yeah, to the o- ones o- that we only read. those. If we haven't <laughs> made a podcast episode about it, it's not worth listening. Yeah, but I love the end of the song. The just the guitars and like the strings are just so fucking nice. And like it's, there's like uh, little naturey noises uh, in the background too, like birds and stuff. Yeah, I actually noticed that. I was I listened to this album like eight times one day when I was at work. Yeah, I'm glad though because you know the song slaps. It does slap. Um, it, it's surprisingly little, short too. It's like only like thirty minutes. Yeah, it is a shorter record. Oh, uh, there's even woodwinds at the end of the song too. Like it's really mm-hmm. 
eclectic. It's very cool. Um, uh, that that kind of brings us to about halfway through the album. Wow, we're only halfway. Thirty minutes of recording. Yeah. Wow. And guess what? This guess next what the, song. Guess what the track is called. You'll never fucking guess. You'll never guess. It's called Halftime. <laughs> That was eight weeks in May by the Orange Street Boys. Keep that dial locked to 66.6 Hellfire with yours truly, Radio Raheem. Next up, a song like no other. Listen to this. Half fucking time. The Half song the is time. 30 seconds long. We're not going to talk cool. about it very long. It what? Is... We're going to talk about it for 10 minutes. No. Because <laughs> I love it that much. We're talk about it for ten minutes. Okay, it, it's it's cool. Like uh, static with uh, some mock radio. It's just kind of like, yep. mm, that was uh, bear humpers from the greasy gambits. Up next, more black midi. Uh, that's funny. I think it's like the Orange Tree Boys or whatever, and that's like their other band or something. I don't know. I haven't. I, I'm. They I'm not the most knowledgeable band? about black midi. It, to is be it the exact same album, but just under a different name? That's genius. Yeah, it's like, keep that dialogue to 66.6 Hellfire. Because, you know, the name of the record's Hellfire, and it's funny because, you know, 666, like, you know, Mark of the Beast, it's it's But you, it's should, li- you should listen to uh, what the radio's saying, because the race is about to begin. Well, hold on, I was going to say one you more know? thing about Halftime. Oh, fine. Jeez, I you thought were just, that was such you're, a... You were just chomping at the bit to just get I, through this record. I'm chomping at the bit to get to the race is about to begin. That's fair. I am too. But uh, I was going to say one thing. You know what this reminds me of? If you like this for some odd reason, if this is like your favorite song on the album, uh, you should check out uh, Songs <laughs> for the Deaf song. by Queens of the Stone Age because there's a lot of that on that record, like kind of radio interludes. And that's what this kind of reminds me of. It's just like kind of quirky, fun little yeah. radio stuff. And I think it's cool. Um, okay. Yeah. We can get into the next one. Mm, the race is about to begin. The race is about to begin. Uh, the race is so about to begin. I I don't know if you guys have heard about this small little indie band, uh, King Crimson, but they made this one album called Starless and Bible Black. And the very first mm. song in that album happen, happens to be called The Great Deceiver. And this song reminds me a lot of The Great Deceiver. Mm, yeah. Mm, Starless and Bible Black. Classic. Good album. Classic record. King Crimson classic band. But you can't listen to it because we haven't uh, reviewed it yet. Sorry. Yep. We haven't rec- we haven't reviewed it, so sorry guys. Um Wow, how do you even begin to talk about this song? Like I it, it is How do you dive into it? <laughs> it is like it is one of the most bizarre pieces <laughs> that I've heard in a very long time. The, the instrumentation so well. is uh interesting. It's very harsh, but it's also very technical. Um, like it almost sounds. It's improvised. like controlled chaos. Yeah, it, it sounds improvised, but it's totally not. Like it's all intentional. It's just, it's very harsh. It's very loud. Well, it's let, like, okay, let's break this down into the sections. In the first section yeah. of the song, it sounds uh, just about as standard as something like "Welcome to Hell" or uh, uh, a different song on this album. <laughs> nice, nice save. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, 
if, in case you guys don't know, Sasha doesn't have as much experience with this record as I do. Um, I uh, listen. I I gave it the full treatment that we would give any other album on this podcast. Started listening on Saturday, listened through it, to it throughout the week, and now I have a few things to say about it. That's fair. I I, I respect it. I, I definitely have a leg up because I've listened to it for a long time. Yeah. So I kind of have a lot to say about I, it. I I feel like we kind of. Uh, vaguely implied it but uh, failed to completely outright mention that this album was released last year yeah Mm -hmm. what around what like october november it was um i think it was released in july oh i was way off yep so no no yeah it was july no it was, way. I, I honestly think I remember the exact it. release date. I'm pretty sure it was July 15th because I was so excited about it. It is, yeah, July 15th. Wow, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm such a fucking nerd. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you got um, it down but to yeah. the exact release date. Also, this, this is, is about to begin. the longest oh, song on the album at 7 yes. minutes and 15 seconds. It is a long one. It kind of almost... Worth it. I though. guess what I can say about the song is it kind of combines the sounds of all the other tracks into one. It's like the big magnum opus of this album is what it feels like to me. It's taking the more soft elements, the more acoustic elements. It's taking the more harsh, like really noisy elements. And, and kind then of the just, fucking insane elements. Yes. And it's just mixing them in a huge pot together to make this mo- seven minute monstrosity of a song. <laughs> and we, we haven't even love. started talking about the instrumentation. We've just talked about how crazy it is. It's just, it's very, um, I, I guess it, it almost sounds like mathy. It's a very mathy song. Yeah, like it's, it, this is another one of those songs that you really just have to experience for yourself. There, there's really no describing it. It, it is true. This I, actually, I, I'm I'm starting to realize this album is kind of hard to talk about. <laughs> Perfect for a audio only. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? This is an entertainment podcast. It's not. They're they're here for our lovely voices, not our yes. shitty reviews. Or our shitty fucking stupid reviews. That they don't even about. care about the music. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess one thing I did want to touch on with this song is, you know, towards the end where, or I guess not towards the end, towards the middle where Jordy starts like just going insane. Like he's just like spitballing words out, it, like just like rapid it, it, fire. It sounds like th- this is definitely the intention. It sounds a lot like a horse race announcer. Yes. Like yes, th- the song, uh, this song is about a horse race. It sounds like you're on a racetrack, like on a, on a, well, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. Um, and, and but, imagine how fast, uh, like those auction people talk, They're like, uh, going, going 50, 50, go, going over here, blah, blah, blah. uh, yeah. essentially that, but as a song, pretty much. Yeah. It, it sounds, yeah. Like a little auctioneer kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it is absolutely insane. This track starts to devolve and just get like super insane. It melts, it melt, it's melty. It's a melty track. It is. It starts to melt away, and it's just uh, the build in the first like four minutes is so, so good. <laughs> and and it, it goes on for so long that I literally just wrote uh, in two words in my notes: "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it is actually impressive how long it kind of goes on with his little yeah his little mantra. It, it's not bad by any means. It's just like no, it's awesome. wow, it's impressive. Yeah, it's like damn. It, it's it's enjoyable um, to listen to as well, which is probably their goal. Oh yeah, I, um, I can't imagine the band members all got together and they're like, "Hey, let's make an album that sounds fucking horrible." Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, and then the last part of the track almost reminds me of the last part of Still. It's kind of yeah, like it's, very, it's kind of chill. It is. It's mellow. It's sad. Um, in case you don't know, the main protagonist of this song is also the guy from Welcome to Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, the the private and his life has like fallen apart, and he like lives on this horse racing track and like, like fucked a horse or some shit. He's it, like just a it's it's somewhere just in the a chronic. Yes, yeah, so there is a line in the lyrics that says the reporter was caught getting sweaty in the stable. So make of that what you will. Um, I personally think that that's very like you know bestiality or whatever, but I don't know. Could mean something different. Could, that's could what I anything. took out of it. They they also um, drug horses in it. Yes, which is to, another to, thing you shouldn't to do. To throw horses. the race. That bo- um, bottom line. Those are my two la- least favorite things people do to horses: is drug them and fuck them. That is true. You should not. Well, what about kill them, though? I mean, you don't want to kill horses, right? Okay, that that one's just a given, though. That that one's just like, <laughs> like what what's the last thing you want to do? Die? Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the characters throughout the album get name dropped on this one, um, like the the they Chinese get moose doxed. What? Yeah, they get they get doxed <laughs> for sure. Um, no, he says like the Chinese moose, which is talking about. Uh, Sun Tzu from Sugar Tzu he says like an excuse for the Sarge like the sergeant from Welcome to Hell and it's like obviously this the, the man in the song is very depressed he's like a chronic gambler yeah exactly his life sucks it's falling apart like, like we said um, earlier th- this is uh, like th- this track is very collective of the whole album it is it feels like a combination of everything so far um, but it is great it is my favorite song in this album by far it is so well done it is chaotic. I can't. I can hardly even talk about it because I just don't even know how to describe it. It's just an there, there's so much going on that it's like actively boggling my mind, and we're not even listening to it. Exactly. Yeah. Again, yeah, just I, a track uh, that you need to hear for yourself. I love this one. Um, I think. That and then, like at the end, he's talking right. about sorry. No, you're good. Sorry. Don't worry um, about it. It's a long track. We have it's to talk fine. about it for a while. It's fine. <laughs> um, in the lyrics towards the end, he's like, you know. Or can be a martyr, um, all that stuff. Like a clown can be an angel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's he's saying that like appearances are deceiving, and the people that get a leg up in this world are like really usually corrupt and evil. And like I don't know, it's just a very profound. There, there's a lot little... of uh, not necessarily political, but uh, modern messages in here. No, oh, totally. Yeah, it's just about humans. It's about the human race. It's just. This whole album is very human. Like the Made lyrics by anyway. kids for kids. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think I'm ready to move on to the next one. <laughs> yes, I'm. Uh, this next one is called "Dangerous Liaisons." A farm hand I had no aversion to dangerous liaisons. This one is so good. I had trouble pronouncing that word uh when we first saw it. Like I knew the word liaison, I didn't know that's how it was spelt. It's like yeah. L I A I S O N S. It's like when you see the word epitome and you say epitome and then you feel stupid. Epitome. That's what I do. Anyway. I feel like onomatopoeia is a weird word to spell. That's true. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even think I could spell onomatopoeia <laughs> like right now if you asked me to. 
Um, yeah, Dangerous like Liaisons is some, never mind. is kind of a it's very jazz fusion-y. This track feels very very jazz fusion. It, it feels very kind of big band swing I guess I would say. Like a swing jazz kind of thing. It's got that Latin American yeah. sound again. A little bit, yeah. The, this album kind of has that actually, which is it's interesting because I actually didn't notice it that much until you pointed it out. I think it's and a total was, vibe. And I was like, damn, you're kind of right actually. A lot of the tracks have a... What can I say? I just have an ear Latin for Latin American vibe. Um, this song, if I can talk about the lyrics real quick. Of course. Mind. Of co- no, I mind. I'm kicking <laughs> you off the podcast. Um, it is about a farmhand who gets confronted by a man who uh, offers to... He he's offers to give him money, kill someone else, basically puts a hit out on someone else. Farmhand kills the person, and uh, it turns out that the guy that uh, you know hired him to do it was uh, Satan, and he pulls him to hell. And... Uh, yeah, that's kind of the that's this little story to this one, but uh, obviously I can't do it justice. It's it's done so much better in the song. Moral of the story: um, Don't do that. Yeah, don't kill people. <laughs> don't don't kill people for sure, um, especially for money. That's that's pretty evil. Oh come c- um, come on, that's like the that that's the best reason to. <laughs> yeah, but I love yeah, the little more, melody. More uh, talking about human greed and the human condition. Yeah. Totally. This album is very, it, it, it talks about that a lot. Um, but I love the melody on this one, like the little. I, I took note of how like passionate it all is. Like it is uh, specifically like the screaming sections. Very, yeah. very emotional. Like you, you, this you can is, just feel it. Oh yeah. This is, I would say this is, this might be his most um, uh, intense vocal delivery on the album. Absolutely. For sure. Especially the part where he goes, murder! To see the bruised neck I ripped. Immortalized in print. Yeah. I love that shit. It's so good. It, it has a pretty good vocal delivery. Just uh, just all, all around, this whole album. It, and again, like we're talking about all these tracks about, like, they all, they all sound really different from each other, but it's such a weirdly cohesive experience. It is, yeah. And it, what's actually really impressive about this one, too, is, um, like... I guess it can just switch on a dime, but it just feels so purposeful. Like, like I guess the 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 instrumentation matches the lyrics. Like you can kind of tell where the story's going by how intense it's getting, and like it, it's just so. It's like a roller coaster, but it's it's purposeful. Yeah. I guess it's it's really nice. Um, Again, controlled chaos. That's kind of the vibe that uh, Black Midi just gives off. Yeah. But again, versatile, versatile. That's the that's the word for this album. It's just mm-hmm. versatility. The band versatile, is so fucking versatile. Dynamic, hellish. Especially towards the end of the track, where it's just like, burly, burly, de, de, de. you know, and it's just like freaking out, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> and you're like, crazy. whoa, and you're like, wow, and you're like, damn, that's crazy. Again, go listen to it. Yep. Great song. I I love this one. It's one of my favorites for sure. Uh, great song. Ten out of ten. Uh. Just kidding. That's not what I rated it. What did, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about um, that in a minute. In case you forgot the rules. No, uh, <laughs> no I, I made the rules, buddy pal boy. You did, I suppose. Um. Okay, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, this next one's called The Defense. When crowds form out doorways and the street lamps are lit One of my disciples 
Mookins is wondering. Uh, which kind of has uh, SpongeBob vibes as soon as he's like open up. <laughs> you have a, your your brain is just like infected with Nickelodeon or something. What, what is, listen, I told you that I was gonna write down exactly what my first thoughts were right onto the page. Oh my gosh, the SpongeBob! It, it's kind of true though. I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> I don't know if that's it's the got first like thing that, that beachy feel to it. That's true. Like, I guess the slide guitar kind of does. And then it's got like, that, uh, yeah. it's got a great pickup coming out of the intro into the, uh, you know, that one part where all the instruments start playing immediately at once. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. Um, this honestly, this song feels like out of all the songs on the album, it feels like the uh, the most Broadway. I uh, guess. It, uh, yeah, I I just. I don't know. It's very grand. It it, 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 it feels like such a production. Oh, for sure. It for sure does. Um, it just feels like yeah, it feels grand. It feels like you're on Broadway. It's it's really awesome. Uh this Bottom. is actually my favorite vocal delivery on the album, I would say. I I can agree there. The the instrumentation is actually a little bit more chillaxed here. I don't know if I was getting just like uh used to it by now. Or if it was like just just actually a, like less hectic than the other tracks, but I don't know something about it, it's just it's just beautiful. It's a, it's it's such a beautiful track. Yeah, it has very natural instrumentation. It's just like horns and drums and like acoustic guitar. Um, but it, and I guess that's why it feels so like it feels older than the rest of the songs almost. Like it was taken out of a different time period, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Um, the story, if I can talk about the story, you know. Of course, go for it. Gotta, gotta put my little story in here. Is about uh, these prostitutes and uh, this pimp. Listen up, and, boys. Uh, like at the beginning of the song, he's saying like that he preys on the virile, pathetic, and lame. Um, and that um, he won't stop selling. Like as long as they're buying, he won't stop selling, and he doesn't care. And like he tries to. De- he, that's why the song's called the defense. He's trying to defend. Exactly. why he's a pimp and be like well i took these people off the street you know without me they would be dead I gave them and, money i gave them food yeah exactly but it's and still Christians, not like a noble cause and i'm a christian but you know like i pray to god so it's okay and like i don't know it's it again it's a it's a morally interesting song lyrically anyway um but yeah yeah i really like it um, it's grand. It's awesome. I love the vocal delivery. The horns are great. I, I just, just think uh, it's such an interesting track. Like it, it is. It, it could blend with the rest of the album, but it really just stands out. Mm-hmm. Again, another yeah, no, another totally one does. of my favorite tracks. Like, man, I like oh, this, this one. I like this album more than I uh, remember I did. Yeah. No, this one. <laughs> this one's great. This song is definitely awesome. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's very short, but it does a lot with its length. So. Yeah. All right, should we move on to the last freaking song? Final freaking song. 27 questions. Just 27 questions. To finish this album, I I would like to note that the opening 
is kind of reminiscent of the very of the opening song uh hellfire like like with the piano smashes like it, it it's kind of got like that intensity in the beat with the doom doom yeah it's it's very um foreboding for sure mm-hmm. uh um, the yeah, like, accordion the accordion is very welcomed no i love the accordion in the song so is the piano it's so, smashing it's Pia- so piano smashing just feels like the standard at this point yeah the songs uh reminds me of like a cabaret type thing it's very old and uh mm. feels like it was ripped straight out of the 1800s almost it's so it's it's strange because it's modern but it feels older i can agree it's it's really interesting how they managed to like do that <laughs> i don't know um, this, this, I, this is a strange song it has and a very kinda, angular groove it, it kind of oh, mellows sorry. out near like the 315 mark yeah yeah towards the end with and, uh I, I'm not sure if anyone would know this song. Uh, Chisholm in My Bosom by Arthur Brown uh, is a fun prog song. You should go listen to it. But the the change at 315 kind of reminds me of that. I, I don't know why. It's just got like a similar vibe. That's true. Um, obviously, I got to explain the story again. Yep, go for um, it. Because the story is actually really important to understanding this one. Yep. Um, not that I It's understand. basically two guys are stuck in the rain and they go to a, a free admission show where there's this like war hero who's, you know, dying or whatever and they're having like his little funeral procession and um like he basically jumps out of his coffin and starts uh he starts asking questions and he starts singing and he starts dancing and then for some odd reason at the end of the track he like blows up or something <laughs> and everyone starts laughing it's very strange so he leaps out of his coffin starts asking questions and then explodes yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's funny enough. Uh, I described actually... the piano at the end as explosive. It is. It's, the song is just explosive, um, but it's also again feels very Broadway. It feels like demented Broadway. Like if you took a Broadway play and just like made it demonic. <laughs> that's what the song feels like. Um, but yeah, I, I, he doesn't actually ask twenty-seven questions. He asks twenty-one questions. Um, I think twenty-one questions, but uh, he blew up. I guess his questions sum up the six. themes of the record really well. Um, and yeah, it's it's a nice closer. It kind of wraps it all up in a very confusing way. It does, but the more I listen to this album, the more I actually love the closer. Um, I I feel like it works really well. It's this album. This album wasn't meant to have a happy ending or an ending that made sense. <laughs> again it's a it's a cohesive experience and it's so strange because there's so many different like styles and uh there's so many different like working parts it's really hard to put it all into one it, it it's hard yeah. to talk about like it, it's just so weird it is it's very it's experimental and loud and um but there's just one more thing i want to say about 27 questions um yeah. i love the the uh, angular groove on this one. It's very angular. It's very strange. I like it a lot. I think there was like saxophone at the end. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in this song. <laughs> it's hard. Like I said, it's hard to talk about it all. It end, It ends with um, a bang. Yeah, no, so it totally does. Um, it's very intense towards the end. But I think it's a great closer. It wraps up the record really 
nicely. I, I feel like so. it's uh, like if the song Hellfire was just like a little bit more fleshed out. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. Or, or maybe Hellfire was written after this song it, it, to kind of like mirror it. I, I, they, they feel like. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's songs. like the album ends the same way it begins. Maybe that's it's, what makes it so cohesive. Yeah, maybe you're right. No, but it is strange how they managed to make this album so cohesive, even though, like, you know, Sasha said a million how, times. How weird it is. Um, that's not an insult, by the way. It's, no, uh, it's very true, like, how every song sounds different, but they just managed to, like, bring it all together and make it sound very complete. In a very sexy um, way. Very sexy album, indeed. This is, like, this is even better than Seabat, honestly. Or, like... Sexy music. Like, See, this is another know. case where I, I like the Black Country New Road episode. I did. I haven't heard the. I had not heard the first album when we recorded that. I have now. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm glad you enjoyed it at least. I mean, it yeah. was. I was my suggestion to enjoy this album. Honestly. Yeah. I was expecting to have a negative review of it and. I was pleasantly surpri- surprised by specifically the more Latin American sounding tracks. That's that, true. That's what really grabbed me. Yeah. And just kind of the progginess. I know you're a big prog fan. Mm, prog is my favorite genre. Black Midi is very um, proggy. So, or at least they are. I, I feel like actually you would like their last record more because that record's more proggy than this one is. This one's kind of just more experimental and jazzy. Mm-hmm. I oh, guess. experimental is the theme. Like Cavalcade is more how do I like Cavalcade's more yes, and then this album is more King Crimson. Like that's how it feels to me. But I like but I like both of those. Well there you go. So maybe maybe you'd like me equally. Uh I liked this album, so Do you want to do the little wrap up? Do we want to talk about we, we um, need to talk about our song ratings. Our song oh yeah, our song ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So starting Let's with Hellfire. It. Uh, I rated it a 6 out of 10. I think it's a 7 out of 10. It's good. Mm, hmm, hmm, sure. Uh, <laughs> Sugar Zoo, I, I actually put it as a 9 out of 10. Very delicious. Me too. Me too. I also put it as a 9 out of 10. I love this song. It's one of the best on the album. Eat Men Eat was a 9 out of 10. That one's a 7 for me. It is my least favorite song in the album, but I still like it. Welcome to Hell was a 7 out of 10. That was a nine out of ten for me. See, we're like switching scores. It, it, it's finally Funny. have to. It, it's nice to have some defiance from each other. It's true. No, I. It is good to disagree sometimes. Like, uh, still was an eight out of ten. Still is a nine out of ten for me. Halftime, I did not rate. Yeah, I didn't rate halftime either. So, uh, race is about to begin. Was a nine out of ten. That one's a ten out of ten for me. That song is perfect. I don't have a single ten on here. This is the first time. This is the first case of an album we've reviewed that I don't have a ten on. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, this is the only ten for me on this record, but it's very well deserved. Dangerous liaisons was a seven out of ten. That one's a nine out of ten for me. The defense was an eight out of ten right out the gate. Uh, the defense for me was a nine out of ten. And twenty-seven questions. Uh, it kind of started as a six when I first heard it, but it's kind of morphed its way into a seven, seven point five. Yeah, I'd say twenty-seven questions is actually a nine for me. I think twenty-seven questions is one of the best ones on here. Mm. So, someone fucking loves this album. I do. I absolutely love this record. I mean, it's a wonder that I suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> 
What, um, what, gen- what genius came up with that idea, huh? Yeah, seriously. Um, well, what, what would you give the album overall? What, what would you say, like... As an overall rating... You know, God, that's so tough, because, like, the reason we, we reasons we just listed, it's, like, so there's so many different styles in here, and it's so diverse and weird. It's so strange. This is such a weird, strange album. True. But... I would say it's probably a seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a I'd say it's a nine out of ten for me. But I'm just I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I really love this one. I, I just I love I love really proggy experimental like noisy stuff. So I I love shit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very tailored to me. Um, I guess if I wanted to wrap something up, uh, the concept of the album, I guess. Um, is it a cohesive concept album or is each song kind of isolated more kind of like the lyrics are are connected through certain songs like, like i said the race is about the race is about to begin is like the big connector for all of the songs it's like the one track where they all can exist in the same world um but i guess the concept is you know each song kind of follows a person or at least mostly i don't know anything about still i don't i don't know what's going on with that song lyrically but um every other track has a really horrible person in it mm-hmm. whether it be the protagonist or like somebody else or um but it's kind of a i feel like it's kind of a little piece about uh you know human nature and how humans are inherently shitty i guess and you know um, i mean the, like the how, album is hell themed yeah exactly like obviously every character is going to be a horrible person yeah <laughs> I feel like um, Sugar Zoo is like one of those like it's one of the few songs that almost breaks that standard. Yeah, that's true. Um, just thematically. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, like I guess another thing would be like greed. Greed is a big thing on this album too. Oh yeah, uh, which is like one of the most prevalent things in humanity now nowadays. It's true, and how greed just corrupts, I guess. It's exactly why we don't want uh, to do advertisements in the podcast, because you guys are here to listen to a music review, and that's what we're going to give you. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that's why why I feel like the concept of the album is, you know, human nature and how greed Mm -hmm. corrupts and how the powerful people are, you know, you can only be that powerful by being corrupt, I guess. Now, of course... Um, donating to the patreon is not an evil act at all don't don't get don't get those two things confused oh yeah you should totally do that like that is that is (laughs) that is exempt we'll 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 kill this joke eventually don't worry greed is bad except for when you empty your savings account out (laughs) Greed is bad except for us (laughs) yes you know if you empty out your savings account for me then it's not bad that's just i I deserve it so bottom line that's just how it is (laughs) we deserve it yeah okay well what so let's do Lee's favorite favorite song. Lee's favorite song. Did we do that already? Um, I feel like we kind of went over it, but we can recap. Uh, my favorite song was "Eat Men Eat." My favorite song's "Race Is About to Begin." My least favorite song was "Hellfire." My least favorite song is "Eat Men Eat." So, mm. me and Sasha are in very very, very uh, conflicting opposing, territory. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait for the time that when you know when you come back to this album and you're gonna realize that like it's the worst and you're gonna go wow logan's right i can't believe i thought this way no that's never gonna happen <laughs> wow i can't believe he was right <laughs> i can't believe he was right stuck no, up i'm just bitch. joking 
I'm just fucking around. People can have opinions. Well, anyway, that wraps oh, it up oh, for me. Yeah, we're just about wrapped up here. I love this freaking album. It's so good. Please check it out. Please. Yeah, uh, please listen to it. And, of course, once again, I'm sorry, but I have to do this. Go, Please join the turn of the tables official discord server you can listen to us podcasting live like we we have a live audience right now which has only grown through the time of recording yes indeed yes we've got what three people in here that's insane all three people in here we're gonna dox them right now yeah we're we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna drop their real names and locations (laughs) Uh, well anyway should we should we do the little outro are we are we done are we I, done? I'm Sasha. I'm Logan. And we'll catch you on the B-side. You'll catch your asses on the B-side. Don't get into trouble. Don't do drugs. Stay in school. Eat your vegetables. All that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all that stupid shit. Yep. <laughs> see you guys all right, later. See you guys later. See you bye next bye. week. Yep, next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>